Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Look around you right now. What do you see? Is your home filled with things that really set the stage for the life you want to live, or is it just filled with stuff? Our podcast guest, Lisa Televitas, a professional organizer and KonMari certified consultant, is sharing her system to having a profound tidying festival, yes. And just in case you thought tidying didn't have anything to do with money, she's sharing eight ways tidying up can be financially beneficial for you. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. A couple of years ago, the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, came out, and it's just a tiny book, but it really created this revolution. You might agree with this. I certainly do. That tidying up can sometimes feel like just a chore, right? Another thing on the really long to-do list. But 
As Lisa shares in this episode, if you change how you think about tidying up, it might maybe just be the missing link to a better mindset, to saving you money, and to help you cultivate a space that truly represents who you are so you can be who you want to be. We're talking about a subject today that I think most people wouldn't normally relate to money, and yet, hopefully in this episode, we're going to make some some strong correlations here. The The act of, of tidying up, and I think probably everyone has heard about Marie Kondo. She was kind of all over the place. Her book has been everywhere, and she really started revolutionizing this, this idea of the Marie way of, of, of tidying up. And, you know, when she first came out, I was like looking around my house thinking, oh my gosh, in horror, <laughs> you know, you yourself being a tidying expert would probably be like, oh my gosh, we need to tidy all over the place here. But just to start out, I- I'm curious, like, what is the secret power of decluttering and organizing and tidying up? Like, what is the magic of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not just about making a space aesthetically more pleasing, even though, I mean, that is a benefit in and of itself, definitely, um, especially in the KonMari method. Like, it's it's so much more. It's it's more about crafting or better, I would say, setting the stage for living your envisioned life, mm. you know, free of the baggage and distractions that, um, you know, all those items that don't bring us joy bring with them that hold you hold you back from moving forward and keep you stuck in the past. So, and I also would say it frees your mind because when you think about it, every item we have, it kind of holds a certain attention on us. And when we think about that an American household, uh, like an average American household has 300,000 items, that's <laughs> a lot of attention. It's true. <laughs> Oh my god, 300. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess that's right, but I never think about it in terms of a number. When you say that number, it makes me it does make me horrified. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and my motto and one of the main principles also of the Konmari method is, you know, keep what brings you joy and let go of the rest. Um and I I'm a huge proponent of, you know, saying Make your space and the, the things that you have serve you and not the other way around. Yeah, I was going to, I think I've shared this story a couple times on this podcast. I've been very open about almost 10 years now ago. I got divorced and at the time I owned a house and had lots of stuff in the house. And when I got divorced, all I had to my name was a suitcase and whatever I could put in the suitcase and my car. And for someone who had spent years, quote unquote, like collecting things, like I had a beloved cookbook collection and a whole bunch of other things, I thought that it was going to be really hard for me, but it actually was incredibly freeing experience. Not that I recommend that for anybody, but the act of just like freeing yourself from stuff, I can't even uh, articulate like what it feels like. And now when I look around my house, I'm like, and here I've gone like accumulating a whole lot of stuff over again. I mean, is this just human nature that we do this? I mean, I don't know. I think it also has to do with, you know, first of all, with 
your personality. Like I'm not someone, I, I say I'm a minimalist, so I don't like <laughs> having so many things around. But I feel like especially the American lifestyle is about, you know, buying and buying. And, you know, when you have success in your life and when you're accomplished, you show that by buying more things, right? So yeah. it's definitely a personality thing. It's 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 a cultural thing. It's about how you've been taught by your parents oftentimes. I think it's a mix of of different things. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's probably very true. And I love that you say that um, this is great. Like this needs to be on a bumper sticker that <laughs> the tidying tidying is cheaper and more effective than therapy. What is what is the correlation between tidying and like our mindset, and our mental health? Like, how, how does that work? How does that help us with our mental health? Yeah, I know this is a very bold statement, but <laughs> <laughs> I do stand behind it um, because I do hear it from my clients from time to time. You know that when I help them that this is like therapy, just like therapy, and sometimes even better because you are like doing something you're really up into people's like you're up in your stuff like quite <laughs> literally right um yes. and you're doing something and like confronting your past by going through all of your items um and not just not just talking about it i'm not against therapy not at all um but it's it's really you're confronting your past you're confronting the feelings by handling each and every object and there's so many people you know they have not removed one item out of their home for like the last 15 or 20 years like everything they've gone through is basically represented in the items that are in their home and yeah it's um you know it can be a very cathartic process and the KonMari method, it's also really encouraged to say goodbye to the things that no longer serve you. So it has this really distinct, like, cleansing effect. Both, you know, I always say the external cleansing has, like, an internal cleansing effect as well. All the time. I see it all, all the time. Um, and then it's also, you know, as I said, you're supposed to say thank you. So expressing gratitude to both the items, you know, that you surround yourself with, but, but especially the things that you choose to let go of. And gratitude is actually, um, you know, it's proven to boost your mental health. Um, and then another aspect is the feeling of accomplishment, I would say, you know, when you go through that, it's it's a it's a lot of work for a lot of people, you know. It really can boost your self-esteem. And then lastly, I would say the whole aspect of you know choosing what brings you joy is it's just making you happier. So it it definitely has like a profound positive effect on your mental health. It's 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 this distinct um, you know, you're not choosing what you want to get rid of but you're choosing what brings you joy. Ah. So it's that difference, you know, that makes the method for me, especially, um, you know, special in that way. And also, you know, the whole tiding festival, it has an end. So to tie it back to therapy, um, <laughs> sometimes people go to therapy for a lot of time, you know, and maybe don't go far or, you yeah. know, but 
having this like profound tiding festival where actually confronting your stuff in your past and your feelings can have a really therapeutic effect on a lot of people. I, I like it a lot because I see a lot of similarities to money wellness, which is something I talk about a lot on the show and I'm a big proponent of is it's the same thing. Like we can, we can buy a lot of things with our money and do it from almost this unconscious place where we don't really recognize what we're spending our money on. And until we do a process like what you're talking about, like tidying your stuff, you can also tidy your money and you, and you should be doing that. And that's also a very therapeutic process. We just don't normally think about that. So I love the correlations between those two things as well. I mean, I, I see a lot of benefit in having tidying everything because I I do think it frees space in your brain and I love that you're saying like it it helps you focus on on gratitude and instead focusing on the things you want to keep and I think that's a really positive message is that what are the things that you want around you and to really flip the switch and instead think of it that way absolutely yeah I think that. That's like this shift a lot of people need in, in their thinking, you know. Um, yeah. It's not about choosing what you want to get rid of. And just this slight like difference in choosing, you know, what you want to keep and what you want to let go of, what doesn't serve you any longer, has, you know, this positive meaning to, to the whole process. So I'm super curious because you, you've helped so many people tidy up. Like, are there any trends or any interesting things that you can relate to us that you see where, where most people like really need the most help tidying up? Yeah. So I don't know if I see trends. I would say that people like come and look for help for various reasons. And I'm, I'm a different thing. Like I'm a different kind of coach to a lot of different people. So some, you know, they kind of never have learned to tidy, like the parents were unorganized and cluttered. So they just need some kind of a, like a teacher. So to those people, I'm more of a teacher. They need someone to tell them kind of a system and structure how to approach tidying because they don't know where to start because they've never learned it. Um, their parents were disorganized. So that's, this is, you know, one type of people, I would say. And then there's the therapy aspect. We just talked about that. You know, for some people, they need more handholding and we do a lot of talking, you know, because we are literally going through each and every item. There's <laughs> a lot of guilt attached to items, you know, when someone gifts you something. So we kind of talk through that, right? I give them dif different strategies that they can apply um, and sometimes it's really like, like a therapy, right? I'm a therapist to those people. Um, so that's more like the therapist and coach aspect that a lot of people are searching for. And I would probably subsume, you know, unhealthy relationships to buying and acquiring new stuff. So some people, you know, indulge in retail therapy and they kind of want to break this cycle. And by going through all of your stuff, you really adopt a different mindset because um, what I give my clients on their way is, you know, I want you to be really conscious about the new items you bring into your home. 
And also by handing everything, like, like they adopt that automatically if they do it right, you know, because I want them to teach them skills that keeps them from acquiring so many unnecessary things in the future. And then um, some just come to me, like they could do it on their own, but they kind of need this trainer aspect. They they need to be held accountable. They need to stay focused. Like a lot of people um, have ADHD, like they they need someone to be there, right? To get it done. Um, and then I think the fourth cohort or how I, how I should call it is those people who actually need like the physical help, um, you know, that's especially elderly people where come into their homes and really help them physically like get out the stuff. And it's also quicker if you have a second person. Um, and some, sometimes people need like, you know, the teacher aspect and the therapist aspect. Um, but I would say like, these are the different types of clients I, I serve. I don't know if that answers your question, but. <laughs> no, no, I love it because I think what you just explained, everyone listening can find themselves in one of those groups probably. And the idea of getting someone to, to not only just help you clean and, and tidy up, but the process of going through it from a therapeutic standpoint, I think is something that people underestimate. I mean, it's the reason why a lot of people don't like to spring clean or whatever we want to call it here, because there is this emotional attachment. But I, I love this idea that there's a process to go through it. I, again, I just relate it right back to money. It's the same sort of thing. There's this mental process. And when you can really think about things in that way, um, I just see like so many benefits and I'm just so curious because this is like such a, a, a niche specialty. Did you spend your life being tidy and organized or is this something that you got into a little later in life? Like, I'm just curious where this, this love comes from. Okay, friend, I want to know. What are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. 
I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. 
quince.com slash etm. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. I mean, I did something completely different before I started this career. Um, but I would say, as I said, I think I've always been someone who like, is more on the minimalist side, who only likes to have things around that I actually use. Yeah. Um, and when I discovered the KonMari method or that I can get certified in that method, I didn't even know that a profession like a professional organizer neither even exists but when I like found this out you know and made the decision to get certified in the Kramar method it's especially because the method resonates with me it's like this sustainable approach and so I'm not usually working like a regular professional organizer where I go into people's homes and you know make it pretty for them I mean that's nice and I love a pretty space but like what gets me really going is helping people and teaching them. But to answer your question, um, so I would say I've always been pretty organized, just like regularly in my work, you know, always staying on top of things. Um, and then when I finally could like combine this and found something where these skills are useful, um, it just clicked for me. So, Yeah. I love it. That's great. I think it's so fantastic when you find some expertise that you love to do when you feel like also you're really helping people because it probably helps you in the process as well when you're helping other people. And so I think it just creates this this great uh, atmosphere, if you will. Uh, and I know you're also, you talk about using tidying to help someone save and make money, which uh, might not be again another correlation that we that we normally make, and you you've curated these these eight ways of of tidying that can be financially beneficial. I'd love for you to talk about a few of those. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, a lot of people don't think about that, um, and some people might even say, you know, I can't afford having an organizer come in and help me do that. And I say, actually, you might, you know. You cannot afford not to have someone come because all this money that is tied up in your stuff, you wouldn't believe it. So let me start by saying 
sometimes we find just going through all your items, we find cash, we find gift cards, we literally find money, which you would you would never find if you never did this work. Second, um, some people choose to sell things, right? They have so many stuff sitting around, like, I don't know, some have designer handbags they never use. Why not sell those items, right? There's so many money bound up in the items we have sitting in our home. And I'm not saying you should, you know, sell everything because you always have to wait. Does Is this worth my time, you know? It's more about those more expensive items where it makes sense to sell those. Um, and then I would say a big one is also, you know, you can cut your expenses drastically. So many people have, you know, storage units. They're renting out storage units, um, storing things they never use. And they, you know, you have to make do the math. Like, how much are you spending on a storage unit every month? And what is, like, the items in the storage unit? How much is that worth? Like, do that math. That does would it make more sense to get rid rid of those things and just save the money and then actually buy something when you actually need it? Um, do most people do you find like most people who have a storage unit is is it just literally just to store stuff like that they either don't want to get rid of or feel like they they need to keep? Is that largely why people keep the storage stuff? Yeah, it's most people never or rarely go back and look at that stuff it's often you know there's a move and they have like all this excess stuff that doesn't fit into the new apartment so okay let's rent out a storage unit and they park it there and never think about it again like that's something you know there's different reasons um, but when it's a temporary solution, I mean, I think it's fine, but a lot of people, you know, they're just used to having the stuff in there. Um, and I would highly suggest everyone who has a storage unit to really think about it if they actually should keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Because <laughs> those aren't, storage units are not cheap. Yeah, they are not cheap at all. And just by like making this connection, you know, what are you storing in the storage unit? Like, is it just excess furniture? You know, maybe you could sell it off or get rid of it. And you're probably saving money by doing it this way and then actually buying something if you need it. And a lot of the time, you know, keeping things just in case those things, probably in 95% of all the cases, you will never touch again. So I'm, I'm pretty against keeping things in case because I always say, when you keep things in case, just in case, you would never get rid of anything. So it's about, you know, asking yourself before you even go into this tidying work, like, what do I even want out of my life? How do I want my life to look like? Um, and then making your decisions accordingly. I love um, that. I think I interrupted your list. So, <laughs> oh no, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah. So you're also cutting expenses by, you know, avoiding fees for paying late. You know, paper is a big problem for a lot of people. They do not have the paperwork together. Um, so this is one category we work through. So 
you're, you're avoiding fees for paying late, you're handing your, in your taxes on time, you know, all that stuff. And then you're also cutting expenses by just having fewer belongings overall once you're done with the decluttering process, which equals fewer maintenance costs. Um, and also one thing, again, you might even be able to move into a small apartment. A lot of people use basically their apartment as storage space, and we shouldn't use our apartment as, as a storage unit, right? So think about it, like what's the square footage in your apartment that is just used to store toilet paper? Or you might think about, you know, buying fewer of those things um, or just things that have been lying around for years. So, yeah. Um, what else? You can save money by no more buying doubles. I have clients that say, okay, I know exactly that I have these things, but I cannot reach them. So I'm buying more, right? <laughs> it I believe it. I believe it. Yes. <laughs> That's how you end up with like, you know, four toasters and three coffee pots and whatever else. Absolutely. And it, that's the vicious cycle, right? It is. And it's so interesting because as a society, I mean, we've created this society to say you need more stuff. And if you don't have more stuff, somehow you're not filling the blank with the word of your choice, doing things correctly, or it's, you know, a, a reflection of your status or whatever it may be. And it it takes a lot of work to really deconstruct those messages in your mind and to go against that sort of populist myth that you you actually need more stuff and it's it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's about letting go of society's expectations or whatever. It's it's really about sitting down and saying, okay, how do I actually want my life to look like or do I want to do what my parents did or what my friends do, right? Yeah. And I'm also curious, so if if we tidy up and we've got some things we want to sell, obviously we know some of the places to do that, but some things in your house, you don't just throw in the trash, like electronics and things like that. How do you know what to actually do with your stuff once you've figured out what you want to get rid of? Yeah, there's... Um recycling places i mean it's often just a google away like what i give my clients here locally is there's actually like a like a website from i'm based in new york city so a website from from the city and you type in what you want to get rid of like let's say toaster and it tells you exactly how you know if you need to recycle it if it's landfill so everything is Googleable. I have a resource that I give my clients. Um, yeah, it's, it just needs a little bit of research sometimes. But um, yeah, definitely electronics. It, it's important to really, you know, find out what you have to do with them because I also don't want to create more waste and more trash as necessary. Um, so yeah, especially clothing. Like clothing is such a huge portion of, the, our landfill like even if it's like things that you might not want to donate there is um, places that take it and recycle your clothing and you know they like rip it up and, and use it for stuffing for various kinds of things but um, it's all out there 
<laughs> yes, yes. I love that. Well, I love what you're saying is just being very mindful about how you're disposing of things too and not just throwing everything in the trash. I love that. That's a big misconception also sometimes of, oh, you're just throwing things out, especially with the method, I think. And it's actually, it's it's not about that. Um, you know, I'm I'm really, I care about the environment a lot. So I do my best to give my clients options of what they can do with that stuff. And also a lot of the time they, you know, they say, oh, I don't want to go through this process because I'm going to create so much waste. And I would like to argue differently because if you keep living your life like this, you probably will create more waste in your lifetime if you don't change your lifestyle and rather make like rip off the bandaid and, you know, put some stuff in the landfill, but it, it it's all, it's already there. The stuff is already there, right? It's about changing. It's about making better choices going forward um, than just staying stuck in, in, in your vicious cycle. I love that. I love that. Well, okay. Let's say that we can't afford to hire someone like yourself, but we know we need to tidy up. Do you have any tips? Like where should we start? Absolutely. So the good thing is the KonMari method gives you really a blueprint of how you work through different categories. So it's a categorical approach and not a location-based approach. And the idea is that you gather all the items from one category. So you actually get to see what you have and make better decisions instead of just tackling one closet and next week another closet. And you might have forgotten, oh, I have already 10 black pants in this other closet. So there is like a category order. So first of all, you want to sit down and really think about the the vision of your ideal life um, and then move into the tidying process. And then you start with clothing. So that's the first category. Um, then you do books, then you do papers, and then you move into kimono. That's the Japanese term for miscellaneous items. And we usually break it down into more different categories. So there might be kitchen items and bathroom items. And if people are interested, like I, I do offer a category checklist with all the different categories. Um, yeah. And the last category is mementos, sentimental items. So that's usually the hardest for people, you know, going through the sentimental stuff, photos and journals and letters and all that stuff and it's really about it's very simple you gather everything from one category in a place and you go item by item and you do the choice check and then once that's done you organize yes i love that i love that approach i love that it's category mm-hmm. based and that uh, it's something you feel like you can wrap yourself around and not have to do all in one day too which i think is oh yeah very no, important no, no. <laughs> That might be possible for people in Japan, but definitely not in an American household. I'm all in on this tidying festival idea. I feel like it's so freeing that your space can really support you. Plus, making some extra cash to get rid of the stuff you don't need is just always a good idea. Lisa works with people worldwide. She also offers a virtual group coaching program, and you can find her on her Instagram and her website. Check the show notes for all the links. And 
I really want you to just think about tidying up as not another thing on your to-do list, but as something that can really revolutionize your own life. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times. But your mind is on the future, too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.